I'm now going to read the scripture for today, which comes from Hebrews chapter 2. If you have your Bibles, open them up. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 5 to 9. Or if you have your phone, you can open the Bible app. Hebrews. And I'm reading the ESV version. Okay. For it was not to angels that God subjected the world to come, of which we are speaking. It has been testified somewhere, What is man that you are mindful of him, or the son of man that you care for him? You made him for a little while lower than the angels. You have crowned him with glory and honor, putting everything in subjection under his feet. Now in putting everything in subjection to him, he left nothing outside his control. At present, we do not yet see everything in subjection to him, but we see him who for a little while was made lower than the angels, namely Jesus, crowned with glory and honor because of the suffering of death, so that by the grace of God, he might taste death for everyone. And this is the word of the Lord. Good morning, church. All those present and all those in the heavenly clouds that are watching online, again, it is... It is so good to come and be here or there and to open the Word of God that is for our edification, for our training, and for our growth in our faith. So let's start with a word of prayer this morning. Amen. Lord, thank you for this big opportunity we have to come to your Word. We said, as we said, Lord, it's for our edification, it's for our correction, it's for our training in righteousness. You gave it to understand the way of salvation, which is through faith in Jesus Christ. By your Spirit, make your word do all these things by faith. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. As Miriam was saying this morning, I want you to have ready your Bibles, your app, or um, your physical Bibles. We are going to read some passages, and I want you to go with me as I go, um, as I mentioned them uh, through the sermon. We are continuing in the book of Hebrews, and I think has been a for me, a wonderful experience, and I am praying that after this um, study in the book of Hebrews, we will be growing and we will be bearing much fruit for God's kingdom. So, now, I want you to imagine a small church gathered together to hear the letter to the Hebrews for the first time. During the immense hostility towards the Christians by Nero and the rejection of the powerful, wealthy Jewish religion. Feeling alone and insignificant, 
they find themselves at the introduction of Hebrews chapter 1. And the first thing they hear is this. What you need to know in this time of trial and humiliation, in the midst of temporary suffering, is that Jesus is better. Yes, Jesus is better than the Roman Empire. Jesus is better than the old covenant that God made with the Jews. Moreover, the old covenant was only a shadow that pointed to Jesus. So Hebrews 1 celebrates that Jesus is better, all-sufficient. Jesus is supreme and the only one who can answer and can satisfy our deepest need. So for this reason, when it comes to chapter 2, the letter to the Hebrews make an exhortation to the first readers, to this little church that were gathered together to hear the letter to the Hebrews, and to all of us as well. It's a warning, it's an exhortation for all of us. And the exhortation is this, don't drift away. You remember last Sunday we saw chapter 2, verse 1 to 4, don't drift away. Since we know who Jesus is, we must listen and obey the message of the gospel we have heard. But in our passage for this morning, the writer, the writer, knowing that the church was suffering persecution and humiliation, comes back again and moves away from the exhortation and wants in this passage to encourage them to see that because of the superiority of Jesus, they have a position infinitely superior to any earthly authority and any angelic authority. When we close chapter 1, the author of Hebrew is talking about angels, and, that's, and this is what he says about the angels. In verse 14 says, Are they not all ministering spirits sent out to serve for the sake of those who are to inherit salvation. The point in the book at the end of chapter 1 is that angels are co-ministers of the present world under the direction of God. Do you remember the vision Jacob had at Bethel. You remember that vision? It was a ladder, from, a ladder from which angels ascended and descended from heaven to earth. And the message is this. There is a connection between 
heaven and earth, in which angels go back and forth serving the people of God. In some parts of the Bible, we read that there are angels like the archangel Michael directing ranks of angels to execute the will of God and fight against evil spirits. So you see, angels are pretty, pretty impressive, right? But now, angels are so mighty that anyone would think that they will continue to administer God's kingdom in the new heaven and in the new earth. But here comes the encouraging part for this suffering church and for you and for me as well. If you go to your Bible, to your app, and you read in verse 5, it says, Hebrews chapter 2, verse 5, it says, For it was not to the angels that God subjected the world to come, of which we are speaking. Do you want to read it again? For it was not to angels that God subjected the world to come, of which we are speaking. We are not talking about this world. We are not talking about the present world. We are talking the world to come. Okay, let's pause for a second. If God is not going to use angels in the world to come, in the coming kingdom, then who is he going to use? And the answer, surprising as it may seem, is from the beginning of creation, God in Intended to establish his kingdom, his kingdom governed by the people of God. So now again, imagine this little church gathering a house in the first century, feeling insignificant, feeling despised. And, feel, and being destitute, when they heard these words, they must, be, they must have been speechless to hear, brothers and sisters, you, you are going to rule everything. In the middle of their suffering, they were hearing this. You are going to rule everything. And by the way, not angels. You. And to confirm this, the writer of Hebrews quote Psalm 8. And if you read it in Hebrews chapter 2, verse 6 to 8, to the first part of verse 8, we read this. If you go with me, Hebrews chapter 2, verse 6 to 8, the first part. It has been testified somewhere 
What is man that you are mindful of him? Or the son of man that you care for him? You made him for a little while lower than the angels. You have crowned him with glory and honor, putting everything in subjection under his feet. Now, to appreciate this text, let's go to Psalm chapter 8. I want you to go open your Bible, use your Bible or your app, and go to Psalm chapter, Psalm chapter 8. And we are going to read verses 3 to 6. Here, David is amazed at the immensity of the universe, the galaxies, and the stars. And he's overwhelmed with the greatness of God and with his power compared to humans. And he starts in verse 3 saying this. Do you have it in your Bibles? Yes? Okay, let's go. Verse 3. When I look at your heavens... The work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have set in place, what is man that you are mindful of him? And the son of man that you care for him. Yet you have made him a little lower than the heavenly beings and crowned him with glory and honor. You have given him dominion over the works of your hands. You have put all things under his feet. The thought totally humbled David that the Almighty God will actually share his glory, share his creation with you and with me. In David's mind, he was thinking in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 to 28. And if you have your Bible, go with me to Genesis chapter 1, because this is very, very important for you and for me to read. And verse 26, 28. And while you are reading, I want you to find... The times that God, that God is using in his word there, dominion or over. We start in verse, in verse 26, says, Then God said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish and the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over the livestock and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. And God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the, fish of the sea, and over the birds of the heaven, and over every living thing that moves on 
the earth. Think about the amazing position man and woman receive. We were made lower than the angels because we have these corporal bodies. And angels have spiritual bodies. Therefore, we have less power than the angels, but we are not less in importance than the angels. Adam and Eve, they were king and queen of the original creation. You have crowned him with glory and honor. Putting everything in subjection under his feet. God originally created man and woman to have dominion and power over his creation. And that's what we read in the second part of the verse 8. If you go again with me to Hebrews chapter 2, verse 8, in the second part, it says, I'm looking Hebrews here, verse 8, the second part says, Now, in putting everything in subjection to him, left nothing outside his control. But notice the, sec the second sentence in that verse. Ah, but at present, we do not see everything in subjection to him. At present, we do not yet see everything in subjection to man and woman. And that is a reality check, as you see there. We are no longer in charge of anything here in this present world. And the reason is well known to all of us. Do you remember why is that reason? What is that reason? Sin entered the world because Adam and Eve rebelled against God. And therefore, man lost his position. To this point, we do not see man reigning and, ruler, and ruling over God's creation. In fact, we have a hard time controlling ourselves, let alone God's creation. So how can human, how can human beings be restored to the glory and honor that God intended? And the answer is this. We need someone who can take our place and succeed where we fail. And the Bible calls him the second Adam. And that's what we see here in verse 9. 
that the book of Hebrews is going to introduce us right now. Psalm 8 is not only a psalm that describes God's plan for humanity. It is a psalm that points to one specific human, and his name is Jesus. It's a messianic psalm. It's pointing to someone in a specific as well. Look at verse 9 with me. If you go to verse 9, it says, but we see him. Now he's not talking about us. Now he's not talking about humanity. He's talking about Jesus. Look, but we see him who for a while was made lower than the angels. Namely, and he clarified, I am not talking about you anymore. Namely, Jesus crowned with glory and honor because of the sufferings of death, so that by the grace of God, by the grace of God, he, namely Jesus, might taste death for everyone. At present, we do not physically see everything subjected to Jesus Christ because he is not now physically here. However, however, when he was here, he did demonstrate that he was the Son of God with perfect sovereign control over creation. He showed he had authority over the fish and the sea, over birds and over wild beasts. He spoke to storms and walked on water. Jesus had perfect control over creation. Man was original crown, originally crowned with the glory and honor of God, but we lost that crown, and we were destined to die, therefore. But Jesus Christ came and tasted death. The death that we deserve was on Jesus in order to give us back our position of glory and honor before God once again. And that is an amazing news for you and for me. At present, we do not yet see everything in subjection to men and women. Animals are not subjected to us. They must be tamed or trained. We are at the mercy of storms and hurricanes. We can control, control volcanoes. And when tsunamis arise, we can only run. Friends, we are defeated by a little virus. We cannot control nothing in this world. 
We cannot control world peace. We cannot control economy. We cannot control diseases. We cannot control weather. If I can control weather yesterday, will be another day. But we cannot. We cannot control nothing. We were made to say to the storm, be still. We were made to be in charge. But we fail. But the good news is that Jesus Christ came to change all of that. The name and death of Jesus are mentioned in verse 9 for the first time in the book of Hebrews. Before, in chapter 1, he's talking about Jesus being glorified, being sitting at the right hand, being in control. But here, for the first time, mention his death and his name, Jesus. This time, he's not talking about the glory of Jesus or his exaltation, but about his humanity and sacrifice because that was the price he paid to give us back our position of authority. He was made a little lower than the angels for a short time. But what he accomplished was way beyond anything any angel could, could, ha could, have, could have done for you and for me. He tasted death for everyone to offer God's grace to every sinner. Angels cannot die, and angels cannot save lost lost sinners angels cannot restore men to high to the high honor and dominion jesus could and jesus did can you see how the word of god comforted this little church in the first century they fell like a speck of dust, forgotten by everyone in the Roman Empire. But that was not the reality. And this is not our reality either. Jesus, the author of our salvation, changed our falling condition forever. We live in a transition time. Our focus should be on the things God had, has prepared for us in his, new, in his new kingdom. 
Does this sound like a fairy tale to you? Or a band-aid to feel better? Then maybe our eyes have been too focused on the things of this earth. And I invite you to turn to Jesus to get your Bible and to read who is Jesus and what Jesus has accomplished for you and for me. Verse 9, but we see him who for a while was made lower than the angels, namely Jesus, crowned with glory and honor because of the suffering of death, so that by the grace of God, we might, he might taste death for everyone. It is because Jesus experienced death, we are now on our way to our destination of glory and honor to a much better position than the angels. Verse 5, for it was not to angels that God subjected the world to come. Dear brothers and sisters, that privilege is ours thanks to the author and perfecter of our faith, Jesus. This morning, I want to invite the worship team to come. And we are going to be singing a beautiful hymn. And one of the, one of the paragraphs, one of the um, um, lyrics, the lyrics, one part says, What a foretaste of deliverance. How unwavering our hope. Christ in power resurrected as we will be when he comes. Do you feel in your heart joy and peace knowing that your destiny is something completely different of what you are experiencing right now. It's because of Jesus, the author of our salvation. Lord, we come before you to give you thanks <clears throat> for what you did for us, for what you accomplished for us. Suffering death, the death that we were destined to suffer. And you bring us back to the position of honor and glory that we were made for. Thank you, Jesus. Help us to live in, in this way thinking 
who we are because of you, Jesus. Amen.